0: Day nine, celebrate. We came out of the stadium in a glow of delirium. Thousands of us had watched the match with our hearts in our mouths and the game had swung this way and that. But finally, in the last few minutes, our team had made the final all-important score and we had won. We'd done it at last. We were singing, we were waving, we were dancing, we were texting friends in faraway places. We were celebrating. Now, celebrations can, of course, get out of hand. You perhaps don't want to get in the way of an excited crowd like that. But here's the point. Nobody told us to celebrate. Nobody said, "Uh, now, guys, it's time to look happy, so make sure you sing and dance as you go down the street. No, there was nothing artificial about it. It was natural. You couldn't have stopped it if you'd tried. That, I think, was the mood in the celebratory meals that Jesus shared with his friends, especially the disreputable ones. Don't imagine that these were nice little Western-style dinner parties with some polite laughter and smiles all round. Have you ever been to a Middle Eastern celebration? These were rollicking dance-in-the-street gatherings. This was what everyone had been waiting for. This was the new day dawning at last. This was the kingdom of God. Everything was going to be different now. Of course, the difference they got wasn't the difference they'd been hoping for. Caesar was still on the throne when Jesus was raised from the dead. Herod Antipas was still king of the Jews on the day of Pentecost. Caiaphas and his cronies were still running the temple, still making sure the system worked to their benefit. Several of those who had celebrated with Jesus earlier must have thought sorrowfully that they'd got it wrong. He wasn't the Messiah after all. But as with the two on the road to Emmaus, The lesson was that this was what the Scriptures had foretold. It just wasn't how people had imagined it. It was the dawn of new creation, and new creation, like the original one, starts small and grows. And ever since the excited gathering in the upper room when the two from Emmaus rushed back to tell their friends that Jesus really was alive again, the celebration has been going on, spreading around the world. It hasn't stopped yet, and it won't stop until the ultimate party, when heaven and earth come together, the dead are raised, and as Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians, God is all in all. New creation, by the way, is much more celebration-worthy than the old platonic vision of just, quote, going to heaven, unquote. Yeah, it might be nice to sit around on a cloud playing a harp for a day or two, but not a patch on the combination of new heavens and new earth and new bodies for us to engage in new tasks with the living presence of God himself to adore and to serve. And we get to celebrate this in advance with every sign of that new creation in the present. So what are these signs? The signs are the things which show Jesus' presence in our midst as He was there celebrating with His followers in Galilee, the things which show, etched into the lives of individuals and communities, the meaning of His death and resurrection. The unity and holiness of the Church are paramount. If anyone thinks those are not causes of celebration, they should pause and read the texts and think again. So when Paul tells the Philippians to rejoice always and says, look, I'll say it again, rejoice, I don't think he just meant please feel very happy inside. I think he wanted them to get out on the street and sing and dance. I think he wanted Philippi to know that someone had won a famous victory even though the neighbors wouldn't understand. He does go on to say that everyone around should know how gentle and gracious they are. In other words, they should celebrate as wildly as they want, as long as everyone knows they are wonderful neighbors. After all, when many Jews returned from Babylon and rebuilt the city wall, we read in the book of Nehemiah that the joy of Jerusalem was heard far away. Joy was something you could hear, and from a long way off, that's real celebration. That's why I always encourage people to celebrate Jesus' resurrection and ascension and the gift of his Spirit properly. New creation means justice and joy. It means art and music. It means singing and dancing. And if it doesn't mean these things, if, in other words, we restrain or curtail our celebrations, why should anyone take our message seriously? And so we pray, Give us, gracious Lord, the joy which comes from celebrating your victory over death, your launching of new creation, and your overflowing love reaching out to us and through us to the world. Amen.